point toward you. Uh, hello, a good afternoon. What time is it? Morning. Morning. Oh, this keyboard's canceling my watch. It's trying to call somebody. Oh, don't do that. Did I close that? What's happening? I don't know. What is happening? <laughs> Getting all the okay. notifications. Push the, 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 the crown. Push the crown. Push the Go back to the screen. Yeah. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Now we're really doing this. Um, we have been having some tech difficulties. I forgot all my tech at the at the church, and we try to use my wife's laptop, and it's old and busted. <laughs> um, what I, so if your if your computer's the old busted, mine's the new hotness. Wait. I do have the new hotness. Yeah, I'm the old and busted. You're not. Your computer is. You're <laughs> awesome. You're awesome. So welcome to the monthly Fun City Book Club. Um, I'm Ernest Olanese. I'm Angie. And uh, we like books. Mm -hmm. or I like books. That's the name of our little... Eventually, like they'll be the name of our thing. Um, we like books. We like reading them. We like learning from them. We like being challenged and changed by them. This month, we read a book called God Smuggler. Go ahead and show everybody the world. God Smuggler. God Smuggler. Oh, yeah. We had tech trouble. and So we're recording this on my phone. That's why I'm, my hand's holding it. Sound might be a little goofy because I got to hold it the whole time. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're reading God Smuggler. Um, have you ever read this book before, babe? I haven't. Have you ever heard of this book before? Oh yeah. How come? How do you hear about this book before? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Just around. I mean, my mom was like the missions director. Right. We did. Yeah, like. Yeah, it's, just, it's been around. This is one of those famous Christian mission books. There's God Smuggler, Bruchko. Mm -hmm. Tortured for Christ. There's yeah. these books, uh, these mission books that are that are famous in certain circles. Yeah. And this is one of them. Um, God smuggles the story of Brother Andrew and how he had a ministry behind the Iron Curtain and how he would bring Bibles and Christian literature to churches behind the Iron Curtain. Mm -hmm. He didn't, like, it's... I, like, so I read this book when I was a brand new Christian because when I went to a church... Um, I went to a church in Waterford, Michigan. They had a Christian library. They library at the church. Mm -hmm. And I got this book there and I read it when I was 14 years old. And it really, I never forgot some of the stories in this book. Uh, some of the uh, examples, some of the, just uh, his, I never forgot about Andrew's life. So reading this book, what are some things that to you? The writing style, what do you think of the writing style? It's great. I mean, it's very, it's just, it's autobiographical. It's like a memoir. He's just, he talks about, um, all the way from boyhood in Holland to joining the army and going to Indonesia and then, you know, really um, feeling called to ministry in the communist world. And um, yeah, it's just, it just kind of walks through that journey and it's, I mean, it's a compelling story, so it reads well. It's um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's wild. <laughs> Some of the stuff that he lived through, but I think, uh, so I, I remember loving when I read it, you know, when I was 14 years old. I'm now 43. This is 30 years later almost. <laughs> I still like the book a lot. I've not read this book in 30 years. And reading it, um, I, I, it's a, it's, I read it fast because it's story, because mm -hmm. it's memoir. You're just eating up the adventure of it all. Like, what's yeah. going to happen next? Um, I think you can read this now. And this, I'll say this before we move forward. It's very, a story like this is meant to encourage, inspire. Um, don't read this and think, I got to be this guy to be a true right. Christian. Um, a lot of us read books like this and we think, if I'm not like Brother Andrew, I'm not a true believer in Christ. Not everyone's called to be Brother Andrew. Mm 
You might be called to be a teacher in your school or to work on a line at your warehouse and to be a light in that context, to be a missionary in, in the normal world. That's an awesome thing. Mm-hmm. Be encouraged that, let this faithfulness of this man encourage you, not condemn you. Mm-hmm. You're not called to be Brother Andrew. What did your aunt tell you, darling, when you were a young oh, lady? Oh, Dr. Reese. Oh, Dr. Wanted, Reese told yeah, you that? Okay. that I wanted to be... Mother Teresa was my hero, and I wanted to go to India and be just like her. And he said, find your own Calcutta. You don't have to be her, be you. Find your own Calcutta. Mm-hmm. So, um, the writing style I loved, the story narrative I liked. Now, it's yeah. a very open-ended, it's an odd book, because there is no high point of action. Right, because it's like he wrote this, and his life was still moving yeah, forward. Yeah, I'm still like, alive. Still doing the work. He's I'm still now, doing stuff. Yeah. Um. He, so what, what's what, what's his life now? Did he pass away? I think I think he just passed away a couple of years ago, which really? is kind of crazy to think of. Like, because I don't know, all of this seems like such ancient history. Oh, the, you know, the Cold like War the, is yeah. an ancient history. The Iron Curtain. I mean, what Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall. <laughs> He literally died one year ago yesterday. No yeah. way! He one died year one year ago yesterday. Um, That's wild. Reading his story, there's there's so many... Like, so I, I'm guessing he told this story to a writer and the writer wrote it down and turned it into a narrative. Yeah, I think so. So he... And we're doing that with our Indian brother uh, from India. We're having him, we're interviewing him and we're going to tell his story and I'm going to be the one that gives it... A narrative flow. The writer does a masterful job of capturing Brother Andrew's heart. Yeah. Um, again, it's a it's a thrilling, thrilling story. Mm-hmm. Um, things that out to you as you read, babe. Things that, that grabbed your head. Um, I mean, I think as with most missionary stories, autobiographies, it's it's um, inspiring to read of their faith. Like some of the anecdotes he shares of just like, I needed this much money, and you know, God told me not to ask for it, just to trust me. And then somebody would just, hand, you know, hand them that money or send it or whatever. And it's just, it's really, um, it's inspiring just to hear of the stories of God's provision in that way. Um, and I think also just kind of the challenges with that, that he, at one point, um, he felt like he felt convicted about living so frugally, which is really interesting because it was like, I think a lot of times in the West and in, in kind of more prosperous economies, I guess. We, like America, like, yeah. yeah. People tend to think like um, that those who don't have as much live by faith more because it's easy for us to just kind of learn to depend on our job and our paycheck and think that we are the source of our income. And so it's like convicting to think, you know, you, if you have less, you have to trust God. But it was it was that same mentality that he thought that he that they would be okay if they saved enough, if they scrimped enough, if they just, you know, got by with less. And he was convicted that he was still leaning on his own capacity to um, make sure there would be enough. And that was really, I thought that was a a really cool story. Um, And it, I mean, convicting and challenging. Very much so. Um, I'm I'm 43 years old now. I have two, we have two children, Angie and I do, uh, Nesto and Lena. And as you get older, you're not worrying about things like um, Angie and I. We've been missionaries in India. We've worked at church our whole our whole married life. We've been employed by the church. Um, we've ne- we've never made great money, 
And sometimes I, in the last five years, I've worried about money. Like, what am I going to do for college? What am I going to do for retirement? What am I going to do for these? Because I haven't saved much to, like, retire on. And so I'm, not, I'm not telling you this because I'm not trying, I'm not trying to submit them. I'm just telling you, <laughs> I sometimes worry. I worry about money sometimes. I, and so I was driving, reading this book, I was driving around in the, in, in, uh, in the city. And thinking about, about when Maggie and I were first married and how we made so little. Mm-hmm. Like the first church ever hired me paid me eight dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, and um, we just barely scraped by. And I thinking back, I'm like, even when we had so little, God always took care of us. Yeah. Always showed up. Yep. And I'm like, Lord, you took care of me. Then why am I so worried now? Like, and it's hard. It's hard to trust Him. Mm-hmm. It's hard to. But I'm like. Your people have always trusted you, and you are able. God, you have. Yeah. And so I I was, this book was that, that the faithfulness of God's provision is something that we have to trust. And, I mean, inflation's a real thing. I think gas went up today. It was going up. They said gas went up. Oh, no. Oh, the van. It was cheaper (laughs) yesterday. Like, these things, you know, like, they're, like, it's tough. Yeah. But God is real, mm-hmm. and God hears the prayers of His people, and we're called. Like there's times in, in uh, Brother Andrew's book where he was faced with being giving versus hoarding. He always chose yeah. to be giving, and we try to remember that. Like I got an email actually later, babe, that there's a church plant down in like Nashville, uh, planted among Farsi speaking Arabic peoples. Oh, good for them! And I'm like, babe, we got to support this church. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm laughing, so I'm like, I'm worried about money. But I still, God says, you, you give. You gotta give. You gotta, you gotta give. You gotta pray and support and say, I, I'm for the kingdom, and the mm-hmm. King gonna take care of everything. Right. Um, so I loved his faithfulness in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the stories of him as a boy. He was a very precocious young boy. Yeah. Uh, he got in trouble. Made me laugh because I like getting in trouble. The stories of him skipping church and then just hanging around the doors as people were leaving, listening to what they were saying about the sermon so he could hang. Like, that was really funny. It's really funny. <laughs> um, he's Dutch, so it's a very different, a very different uh, worldview than I. Like, we had grew up the same. Um, the love story in here is very uh, beautiful and wonderful. Mm-hmm. That um, he was a very lonely man and desired to have someone to walk through life with. Because I'm a missionary, I can never be married. And uh, just seeing how that played and how him and his wife came together and they had children. It was something like a tough marriage, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tough life. Tough life. And someone asks, is that a good life? Like, she had, she had to like, not know if he was alive sometimes. Mm-hmm. He'd go into the Iron Curtain, be gone for like a month at a time, and the kids. I think it sounded like she felt like they were called to that, too. Though. I think so. And that's a big deal when you're mm-hmm. together. And what was their big thing they'd say all the time? I don't know where we're going. Yeah. But we'll go there together. Yeah. Something like that. That's a beautiful... They, they yeah. were in it together. They knew sacrifice, danger. What would you call it? It's sacrifice. She... Not seeing her husband, the kids I have with yeah. their dad at home all the time. These are hard things. Mm-hmm. But they... It wasn't like him saying it and she had to live with it. Right. They there were... were yeah. There were times that she would say things like, you know, like, yeah, that she would challenge him and his, I don't know. And he had sometimes, like, what, what, what one hospital she went to, that refugee camp. Yeah. She, she just wanted to keep, 
giving serving and, and like, working. We gotta, we gotta get you out of here. And she was like dying. She was not eating. Yeah. She, there's so many needs. She was mm -hmm. just working herself ragged, and he had to get her out of there mm -hmm. because it was just the pain. It was, it was just she was buried in the suffering of other people and felt the right. need to give until she had nothing left. Mm -hmm. um, so I I love the love story in this in this book. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was neat too when he started to realize, you know, I have little kids at home. I should be there more. And he started praying about adding to the team, and then God provided for that as well. So, yeah. so there is wisdom there. There is mm -hmm. wisdom. He, yeah, there's wisdom there. Um, there, politically speaking, it's about communism, mm -hmm. and he talks about. And I, I've. It's funny living in America in this in this moment, where so many of. Um, generation behind me are they they love socialism there's it's a it's a i guess it's always been kind of further with in america uh, the left is a, yeah. like the radical left has always loved socialism and talk well about it but communism is a crazy thing like mm -hmm. it's you see what it wrought and it replaces religion like the mm -hmm. the state becomes a religious the religious center mm -hmm. and that fanaticism is dangerous than any other fanaticism in the world and uh, it crushed people. And yeah. reading about what it did to people is really scary and sad. Um, yeah, it was crazy hearing about like the pastors and stuff that they would always talk. Oh, we have we have a great amount of religious freedom, and it was just they were just trying to cover, you know, that they were actually under extreme duress all the time, and and yeah, they had to be so careful. I mean, friends of theirs lost their jobs, mm -hmm. got arrested. I mean, their lives like. Being loyal to the heavenly king th it always threatens the earthly mm -hmm. king. Um, I'm not trying to say like capitalism is the I'm not trying to say America, like America, we're the best. <laughs> but man, listen, I don't have any kind of romantic ideal of the state being the center of the life. Um, well, I think, I yeah, I mean, we don't need to get into a, you know, socioeconomic political right, discussion, right. but know, people are people everywhere. Right. Whatever, you know. We're in the brave new world, but I kind of prefer the brave new world there was 1984. <laughs> I'd rather be blinded by pleasure than pain. That's just me personally. <laughs> I, I, I'd rather... I'm very American. I, I'm, hey, I'm American, baby. Let me eat myself to death. I don't want to be beaten to death. Um, that that's a that's a whole that's a lot of a lot of stuff. Anyways, <laughs> no interesting. It's an interesting historical moment. I bet people reading this that are younger may not have any kind of context for this. That uh, and and also you see there's a wide variety of like like different countries try different ways to right. control the masses. Mm -hmm. um, some would say the church is the old. It's old. It's it's uh, not progressive. Right, it's, make the youth question it. Yeah, and, like yeah. your parents, they can't read or write. They don't yeah. know any better. They believe these superstitions. Different ways and different cultures on how to, I guess, attach people to the state. Yeah, and um, in some places, they would just bog them down with bureaucracy. They'd be like, oh, yeah, they would placate them. Like, oh, yeah, we're, we're working on a new Bible for you, so... And then just never print Bibles. And they'd be like, oh, the new um, one's coming. Some places let the some people try to crush the Bible. Others let it be sold. Like it's just everyone different strategies. And you go to different countries. Um, they spell Romania weird in this book. You notice that? Yeah. It's like rum mania. Yeah. Like they're maniacs about drinking rum. You know, it's like, oh, like <laughs> rum mania. Yeah, like Romania. 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 But know. Romania is Romania, right? Yes, it's the Romania. same. Okay, yeah. okay. 
Um, Russia was crazy about Russia. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he ended up going to, into uh, communist China yep. and it ends with him going into the, into the Middle East, into the Muslim world. Uh, very different places to bring mm -hmm. the, like, very different things. And he says, like, reaching, like, the Muslim world is way different than reaching the Iron yeah. Curtain world. Uh, way different. Um, but it's also this. If you love Jesus, if you want a shot in the arm for what God can do in the world, this is a great little book to read. Yeah. Uh, it's, because the story, it's a pretty fast read. It's like just. It's just, it's story, it's narrative. It's like, this is my life, this is what happened. And you've, I, I laughed. Mm -hmm. I got choked up a few times. Yeah. Um, I, lo I loved it. Um, so, any, any final thoughts, babe, on God Smuggler? No, I think it was great. I think, I mean, yeah, even just reading a chapter, like it, every chapter is full of anecdotes, of, mm -hmm. you know, just of God coming through. And um, so, yeah, it's encouraging and challenging, and it's really good. Mm -hmm. uh, for next month, October, we're going to be reading The Screwtape Letters. Ooh. Scary. <laughs> okay, so we're reading that next month, so that'll be great. Um, other than that, uh, keep on reading. Readings, uh, we quote Evelyn Underhill here every single month. Spiritual reading can be second only to prayer as a developer of the inner life. Keep on reading. It's good for the brain. It's good for the heart. God bless you guys. I'm Ernesto. I'm Angie. We like books. <laughs> bye 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 I don't oh here finish